Okay, what's up guys? It's me, Justin, back with another episode of the show. I hope you guys have been doing well. Like, I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there. I know you guys are trying to transition to this new world that we're living in. It's hard for everybody and it's been hard for me at times, but hey, we'll get through it. But... This week has been a great week. Welcome to the show. So if anybody is new out there, this podcast is a podcast that brings together people who agree. It brings together people who disagree. But most importantly, the point of the show is to bring together opinions from people from different backgrounds so we can talk about topics that affect our generation. Yeah, you guys, I really do appreciate the feedback y'all have been giving me on all the episodes. It means so much to me. So continue supporting, continue posting on your Instagram, continue following the Instagram. Hello? follow the instagram it'll be linked in the description follow me on my personal page follow jared as well all of that is guess what linked in the description so get into it y'all feel free to talk with me and all that good stuff and also feel free to subscribe as well so if y'all you know need to recommend a podcast i mean this would be a great one to recommend i'm just saying and if you really 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 feel compelled leave a review, you know, leave a rating, a little five-star dash here, a little five-star over here, you know, we love to see it, we love to see it, but then again, thank you guys for joining me, and it's a good episode, so let's get into it. Jared, how has your week been? It's been a minute since we've heard from you on the pod. <laughs> um, I guess I'm doing okay. Um, I'm making it through this quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how I'm making it, I'm shopping a lot, I'm doing a lot of Amazon orders, I'm doing a lot of ASOS orders. Um, I'm also shopping for stuff in my apartment, so that's fun, I guess. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just doing whatever it takes to get by at this point, because what else do I have to lose? (laughs) Your life? Uh, yeah, that is true, I guess. That is is true. true. Yeah, yeah. This, but this day and age, people are losing their lives. Kim, people (laughs) People are are dying. dying. People are dying. (laughs) People are dying, but hopefully none of y'all are dying out there. Hopefully y'all are safe. Hopefully y'all are continuing to wash your hands and all that good stuff. Y'all probably hear it enough, but I'll just let y'all know again, just so my listeners are safe at minimum. You know, everybody else might not be washing their hands, but my listeners certainly will be washing their hands, okay? I pray to God that you're washing your hands because we know a lot of your listeners, and if they're not washing their hands, <laughs> I'm going to be kind of disgusted. <laughs> I'm, I'm, t- I'm not secretly judging. I'm letting you know. Right. Jared is letting y'all know. All of y'all have been warned. Just letting y'all know. How did uh, Raven Simone to say it? You nasties. You nasty. You nasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared. Let's get into off my chest. Justin's got to get off his chest. You know he's got to get off his chest. Justin's got to get some fucking shit off his chest all right so this week and off my chest as you know off my chest is a segment where we get to rant about things that are bothering us so if you guys would like something read on air about something that's bothering you send it through i'll read it email the podcast page that's linked in the description and i'll read it on air so you guys this week i noticed something i noticed that A lot of these celebrities that get canceled, a lot of people that have a racist outburst, a racist moment, um, they have some problematic tweets in their past, it finally gets unearthed, and then people find it, people start canceling them, then they come out with an apology. My issue is that when people apologize, what exactly are they apologizing for? Are you apologizing because you got caught? Or are you apologizing because you genuinely feel bad for what you did and the person that you were in the past? My thing is that more times than not, I feel like people are only apologizing to protect their brands. Like a lot of people have something to lose. And if they don't issue an apology, things will get worse. But my thing is, if if you are apologizing for being a racist, can that be forgiven? My thing is that it can't. I don't know how you take that, Jared. No, if you call me a nigger, then you call me a nigger. Just because you apologize for it. Yeah, I might. Uh, honestly, no, I don't feel better about it. It's just nice that I heard an apology. But no, guess what? Every time I see you, I'm going to be like, wow, that's the bitch that called me a <laughs> racial slur. Right. And I don't appreciate it. I, I mean, yes, the apology is nice. Don't get me wrong. I, if you were just like, oh, well, I'm not fucking apologizing. <laughs> They don't would have to beat your ass. And then that's just really unfortunate. Not for me, but for you. Because when it's I get over. to into you, it's over for you. Ding, ding, ding. 
one, two, three. But Jared, my thing is that like all of these celebrities, they release a statement that's published by their publicist and then they go on and live their lives. Like, for example, you know, Justin Bieber, the, people don't even remember that he was singing the N word all willy nilly. And I certainly don't remember him like issuing an apology for that. Let's say somebody that's like, what was he like 16, 15 at the time singing the N word like that. I'll play a clip in case y'all don't remember. One less lonely n- one less lonely. One less lonely. There's gonna be one less. If I kill you, I'll be part of the KKK. Then there'll be one less lonely. Did y'all hear that? That's wild to me. Yeah. God, not the clip. <laughs> <laughs> the clip is what gets you. That it. It really is wild, but you know what? Everybody's like, I was young when I did that, and I didn't know better. Excuse me? You didn't know right from wrong when you were young? Are you serious? Well, the thing is, at 15, if somebody, like, says the N-word like that, even though they were young, can you forgive that if they apologize? Oh, I mean, yes. I, no. I, I can't. Still, I'm going with what I said the first time. Even even though you're young, you know, I knew when I was young mm-hmm. that I wasn't supposed to be stealing. So, you know when you're young that you're not supposed to be young, running around saying the N-word. Right. I mean, if you were taught not to say it, you know it's wrong. You knew that was wrong. Exactly. 16, when I was 16, I know if I hit, like, you know, if I was driving and I got, and I ran into somebody, I knew that was wrong. I knew I mm-hmm. wasn't right. So, mm-hmm. it's not, everybody, I don't know what people don't get. Do not say the N-word. The N-word is not meant to be said by you. If you are not black descent, do not say it. African Just don't say it. it. Just shut Just up. Just don't say it. But somebody that I used to love is Paula Dean. If you guys oh, do not God. know... <laughs> If you guys do not know who Paula Deen is, Paula Deen is a celebrity Southern chef. She had a show on the Food Network called Southern Cooking with Paula Deen or something like that. And I used to love her stuff. Let me tell you, whenever she'd be making her butter casserole, butter pie, butter baked beans, butter burgers. <laughs> Wait, like, butter burgers. <laughs> Just did. <laughs> like the joke the joke with Paula Dean is that she puts you know butter in everything that she makes so a lot of people thought that that's what southern cooking is it's not y'all like some people eat healthier than that but yes, my point very much so Right. My point in bringing up Paula Deen is that I used to love her. And then all of a sudden, like, people found out that she used the N-word and that she used to be racist. And then she came out with an apology saying, I am so sorry for what I did. And then she even said, I is who I is. And I ain't changing for nobody. If there's anyone out there... That has never said something that they wish they could take back. If you're out there, please pick up that stone and throw it so hard in my head that it kills me. Please, I want to meet you. I want to meet you. I is what I is, and I'm not changing. And that she said, and I ain't no racist. She said that, too. She said a lot of things, including the N-word. So that's why she got under, you know, hot water, because she lost everything. She lost her Food Network show. It got canceled. A lot of her lines that were sold at Walmart and other chains, they stopped selling her stuff, and she lost everything. So the next day, she came out with an apology. And are you apologizing because you got caught and you're trying to protect your brand? Or are you sorry, for real? Even though it happened a long time ago, are you truly sorry? How do we prove that somebody is truly remorseful for being racist? She's apologizing because she got caught. Yeah, that's my issue. Of course she's apologizing. If she never would have got caught, she never would have apologized. Right. And no one would have ever she, found out. Exactly. Because the controversy with her is that apparently that she said that she would that she would have a plantation-style wedding and have black people serve as the slave, like, servers or whatever. And then she also had a former employee accuse her of using the N-word in several instances. So after people found out about that, she lost everything. But 
We need to hold everybody accountable. If you're going to apologize, truly mean it. Truly be remorseful. Don't give a statement from your publicist. Tell us how you really are making changes to not be that person that you used to be in your past. That's my issue and that's on period. Let's go into In the News, Jared. So this week, In the News... Um, the trailer for HBO Max's documentary called On the Record has come out. So this documentary, it details the allegations made by women who are coming against the music mogul Russell Simmons. I had asked her, do you want to go to the police? She was like, no one's going to take me seriously. Who's going to believe me? If white women are not believed, what do you think is happening to the black women in America when we come forward with stories about sexual violence? I don't have a stitch of violence in me. I would never hurt anybody. You're worried as a black woman that you'll say something that will have consequences that you hadn't anticipated. He's the king of hip-hop. The black community will hate my guts. I didn't want to let the culture down. I love the culture. Oh, yeah, I right? did see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm. trailer came out and now it's reigniting the whole story about Oprah because Oprah at one point was attached to produce this documentary. So she claims um, that she dropped out because new information came out and it was inconsistencies in the stories being told. And that's why she decided against going on with producing the thing. So uh, before the public pressure had started, before Russell had gone with his Instagram, I had gone to the to the filmmakers yeah. and I had said to them, uh, Houston, I think we have a problem here because new information had come forward the very first time this was announced. Yeah. And I said, I think we need to pull out of Sundance. And if we can't pull out of Sundance, I'm going to have to take my name off. I don't want to have to take my name off because it's going to be a big hullabaloo. But you said pull right. out of Sundance so we can get it right. Yeah, pull yeah. out of Sundance because yeah. I don't care about awards. Yeah. I don't care. I just care about getting it right. And I think there's some inconsistencies in the stories that we need so, to so look at. Russell's- so as expected, a lot of people are calling Oprah out and saying that she's a hypocrite and lying about her, you know, finding new details about this whole documentary. Because whenever new information was presented with the Michael Jackson documentary that she gave a platform for, why didn't you, you know, distance yourself from that? Ooh, Jesus, Oprah. I don't even know why that Michael Jackson thing had to come back to light or, like, why we brought that back up. That man is dead. Let that man rest. Do not bring... Let his let him rest. Let his family live. They don't want to hear about this shit no more. This taunted them for years. This taunted them for years. Mm-hmm. And then she went ahead and was like, what was it called? Something Neverland? Chasing Neverland? It was called, uh, was it fi- Leaving Neverland? Finding Neverland? One of those. We should have left it where it was with <laughs> Neverland. That's where Neverland should have stayed at. It should have stayed right the fuck over there. It is Neverland. Nothing. It's going to stay just like that. Neverland. Everybody was okay. We knew them boys was lying. They claimed that they were... I don't know. I just don't want to... Like, that should have never came back up. This man is dead. Let that man rest. It's because people are afraid to, like, hold their faves accountable. Oprah's beloved by everybody, but nobody wants to call her out when she's in the wrong. In this situation, I think it's kind of hypocritical to pick and choose who you want to target. A lot of people say she's buddy-buddy with Harvey Weinstein, but has never made a documentary about Harvey Weinstein or held his other, like, white, you know, counterparts. Counterparts, yeah. Yeah, that are doing bad things. They've never held their feet. She's never held their feet to the fire. So because people think that she's disproportionately going after black men rather than going after everybody. What makes well, what makes, she knows who made her. Uh, I'm not I'm not going <laughs> to ruffle any feathers. Right. So because of that, I find it hard to believe. Yeah. Because of that, I find it hard to believe that she, you know, doesn't really vet the things and the projects that she chooses to attach herself to. Oprah is a big name. So whatever she does, will get eyeballs on it. So I don't buy that excuse. And we should just hold our faves accountable and at the same time just because she is problematic and she does questionable things does that negate the the good things that she's done not necessarily but necessarily yeah that's what i have to say about that yeah i mean yes oprah is one shady ass girl (laughs) woman she's not a girl but um She's shady. So, you know, sometimes we're going to lift our eyebrow to Oprah like, all right, now. That's like the auntie that, you know, when she walk in the room, we're like, oh, Lord, here she come with her messy ass. Right. She about to to say something out of pocket or she about to do something out of pocket. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we, Oprah, I see you, you see me, we see each other. We know what's good. We, We know what's good over here. Right. 
But yeah, that's it for that story. So the next little thing, this isn't really a story, but the next little thing I wanted to say is that if you guys haven't been watching the Hulu series Little Fires Everywhere, check it out. Yeah. Jared, have you been watching it? I actually finished it and I love that series so much. That's a good series. It is good. I mean, okay, let me not say that. (laughs) I think Mm. that it's thought-provoking. And I think that just because something is thought-provoking and just because um, it makes you ask questions doesn't make it good. I have issues with the series, and I'll get on that in a little bit because I'm actually going to do a bonus. Yeah, I'm actually going to do a whole bonus episode of the show, and I'm going to review the show Little Fires Everywhere as a bonus episode. So that'll come out sometime um, next week or within the next couple of days. But I just wanted to, you know, address the questions that I have that were brought up by the show. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. But um, let's see. Oh, y'all's president. He had some things to say regarding coronavirus. He said apparently... Oh. Yeah. You heard about this, right? He said that UV light or injecting disinfectant can cure corona. Or he suggested that. Let me just not say that he, you know, said to do... Okay, I don't even know what he said. I'll just play a clip. Supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll the right, folks who could. right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it. There's a tremendous number of the lungs, so it'd be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. Okay, y'all heard the clip. So apparently UV light and injecting disinfectant will cure corona. That's news That to man me. literally told us to drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> that man said go under your counters and go ingest some fucking Lysol disinfectant. That man is fucking wild i don't know how he got in the white house till this day well this we know day, why we know why y'all voted uh, for him what, that's y'all's president I, I always say that's y'all's president y'all has such a big problem with hillary i don't think hillary would have told us to go under our counters and, and just disinfecting and put ourselves under uv light the thing is what's sad about it is that people are actually doing it and, and you know I was just about to say that. People are actually doing it. And that's the scary part about it. Right. Natural selection at its finest. <laughs> natural, <laughs> not natural selection. But it's true, though, because there's so many like people that are misinformed, people that believe anything that a president or a big figure says in public is true, is valid. So the fact that Trump suggested that, he doesn't realize that as the president, your words are powerful. Even though he might see it as a joke or see it as sarcasm, other people take him literally. So people were drinking bleach and poisoning themselves, and that's just dumb. Like, I'm not going to call anybody dumb, but that's the consequences um, that we have. Okay. Justin, I think when you ingest something that your mother told you from a young age to never drink, you <laughs> might be a little stupid. Right, And okay. if you're one of the people that are listening that actually did this, I have no words for you. (laughs) Okay, have you heard of Social Distance Sarah? Excuse me? (laughs) Social Distance Sarah, apparently there's this white woman in Idaho that really wanted to go out and play in the park. And the park in her city was closed. But yeah, she decided to... Yeah, she decided to defy their orders, and she took her child out there, was playing. The police were called. The police came and told everybody to leave, and social distance Sarah was not having it. She must play. She must have the playground, and (laughs) she asked the police officer to arrest her, and she was just flabbergasted because the thought of being arrested for being on a public playground was just too much for her. As the mom is led away, others protest. He is arresting her for being on a public playground. Her arrest triggered protests outside City Hall. So I thought that this whole story was wild because if this was a black person, I feel like this whole situation would have played out much differently. Yeah, someone would have got shot. Maybe, perhaps. I'm just going to say what they say whenever a black person is shot. Why were they resisting? (laughs) Oh, it's not funny, but yes, 
That's definitely what they say. Why were you resisting? That was not a real reason to get on a tizzy about because your child wanted to play on the playset. Take little Timmy's ass and put him in the backyard on y'all's playset. <laughs> no one gives a damn about what your child wanted to do, ma'am. He is a child. It doesn't matter. People are so selfish during this time. I think a park is one of the dirtiest places you can go to. Think about all the stuff that you're touching. You're touching the swing. You're touching the slide. You're touching the monkey bars. All of that other people are touching. And yes, you can disinfect afterwards. But why put yourself in a position to, you know, be next to more bacteria and germs when you don't have to? The the reason why I brought up this story is because... People are not willing to give up their comfort during this time. They're not willing to give up their comfort for the sake of the community. People are not accustomed to not having things. And because their world is a little bit different, they can't fathom that. They can't fathom a world in which things aren't normal at the moment. Yes, this will hopefully go away soon. But, you know, everybody's struggling. You're not the only one that wants to go outside. You're not the only one that wants to go to the movies. You're not the only one that wants to go to a concert. You're not the only one that wants to do the things that we were accustomed to doing in the past. This is something that we're all dealing with. Stop being selfish and just follow the rules like everybody else. It's annoying. But, you know, Justin, I think it has something to do with class as well. Okay, say it. Say what you need to say on, on class then. Poor people are, you know, you know, not even necessarily poor people, but you know what I mean? Like middle class, lower middle class, mm-hmm. you know, people in poverty. They can go without. It's these rich people, you know. You can say have, even like privileged white people. that <laughs> Yes, yes. They can't go without. You can't tell them no. You cannot tell them no. Because you know what? They don't like being told no. Mm-hmm. And when you tell them no, they get upset. They get in a tizzy. They're like, oh, no, you're not going to do that to me. Do you know who I am? Exactly. Quite frankly, no. And I don't give a shit. Exactly. People right now, we don't care who you are. Sit the hell down until this gets figured out. Like, the fact that Texas is opening up next week, um, Wait, I'm a little is. worried. Wait, what all is opening up? Uh, I think they are saying that restaurants... No, Justin, Colleyville's already open. There's restaurants in Colleyville that's already open. I'm not going. And y'all... <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know now, whenever things slowly start to reopen, I'm not going anywhere. I'm really not. And this is oh, like no. getting into Mm-mm. this is getting into what we're going to talk about for the main topic. But I'm not going anywhere. And I think that I, safety is something that we have to discuss and how the world is going to be after Corona, which we'll get into in a minute. But to go back to uh, social distance, Sarah, guys, I know it's hard and it's been hard for everybody. But during this time, I feel like people should show, you know, patience. Like it, it's hard for everybody, especially if you have kids, your kids want to go outside your kids want to go to the park but sometimes we have to sacrifice our own personal desires for the collective and everybody being safe is better than enjoying you know the park now and then getting sick later so that's what i have to say about that exactly this week jared and i are going to be talking about life after corona so the reason why i decided to do this episode because i thought it would be interesting to take a look into the future to see how this coronavirus is going to affect us moving forward because i feel like this is something that is going to change the world much like 9 11 that is something that continues to change the world when it happened our world was never the same a lot of people that were alive during that time i was alive during that time said that our world will never be the same and that truly was true because after 9 11 we saw stricter flights rules we saw islamophobia people were scared of muslims if you had a hijab people didn't know that culture they'd be like oh that's a terrorist that's a terrorist and oh who they who they like people just didn't know people were so misinformed do you remember like during john mccain's campaign rally when he was running for president some racist white woman got on stage and she was like i don't like obama he he he's an arab do you remember oh, that? Oh, I do remember that. I do remember that. I gotta ask you a question. I do not uh, believe in, I can't trust Obama. I, I, I have read about him and he's not, he's not, he's a, um, he's an Arab. He is not. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. He's a, he's a, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagreements with on on fundamental issues. And that, that believe and it or John not... And John McCain trying to hush her up. Yeah, which he did a good job doing that. I'll give him his props. But Yeah, I'll, I'll give him some claps for that. Yeah, that whole situation, believe it or not, 
is a product of 9-11, you know? Islamophobia, yeah. people hated Muslims, or and they still do, and they feared them as well. And that's a product of 9-11. Same thing with government surveillance. Like, we weren't surveilled the way we are now, and that is a product of 9-11. So the point, really of this, yeah, the point of this episode is to take a look into the future to predict how we think the world is going to adjust to this coronavirus, because I don't think our world is going to be the same. So, Jared, like, what is your take? Like, what do you, how do you think the world is going to change? Okay, so I know this one from experience. Y'all know how we was buying houses, how you will walk into places just to go view your, uh, go look at our apartments and whatnot. That is no longer going to be a thing. I mean, well, it still might be a thing, but no. Hmm. Um, in order for me to get into the apartment I had now, I could not even go look at this apartment. They wouldn't even show me where this apartment was. The woman tried to explain it to me, but the, guess what? I still couldn't even walk into the apartment. Everything was virtual and online. She went in the apartment, recorded everything, sent me pictures, which, I mean, it was cool, but y'all, yeah, I feel some- like I, I missed out on so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't, until I noticed, until I moved into my apartment, because, like, this, there's a closet upstairs, because I have a loft, and there's a closet upstairs in the loft area, that's where my bedroom is, and I thought that was my closet for my bedroom. No, the closet <laughs> for the bedroom is downstairs. How ghetto is that? So, in the closet upstairs is the hot water heater. Right. Oh, that's wild. Because the thing is, so there's something wild. about seeing a place in person rather than yes. pictures. Because pictures don't do a space justice. Things look so much smaller in the picture. And then once you see it in person, you're like, wow, this actually is bigger. This is something that I can see myself living in. So, that's one aspect of things changing. Yeah. some yeah. things Things that people you know, would see in person is going to become virtual. For me, one thing that I think is going to change is communication and how we all communicate. I think that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of the first things that we notice right off the bat. Communication is going to change. I, for one, am a hugger. Like with all my friends, when I see them, I give them a hug. I'm not like a handshake person. I will give you a hug. And I think that's going to change. It's going to make me more wary about how close I get to people. And it's sad, but that's going to be the new reality of the world. People will think twice about shaking your hand. They'll give you a fist pump. They'll give you an elbow instead, you know? Exactly. This is Uh stuff that we're going to be seeing more. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Like, the way we walk up to people, I know since I've, okay, so like, I've been car shopping through this during this pandemic, I know y'all are like car shopping, but y'all, <laughs> I gotta find a car before it's a whole lot of stuff. And like, even in car shopping, uh, people like walk up to me, like to shake my hand. I'm like, oh, uh, 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 don't touch mm-hmm. me, like, not to be rude, but they're like, oh, yeah, what's mm-hmm. going on? I'm like, yeah, let's bump, we can bump elbows. That's about as touchy as we're getting over here. Right. I think handshaking is completely something that pa- it's something of the past now. We'll never do handshaking anymore. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's true. I think we'll shake hands, but I think people will be like more hesitant to shake somebody's hand. Do you think that people the more socially acceptable thing will be to fist bump maybe or maybe to give an elbow? I don't know. I just don't think handshaking will be something that we normalize anymore. That's interesting. That's because interesting. Because think about it. People mm. don't really wash their hands. Even before, I really didn't like shaking people's hands because people don't wash their hands. Yeah, I've talked about this. I've Guys, I've been in a boys' bathroom. Somebody will use the toilet or use the urinal. Uh-huh. I'll expect them to go wash their hands and they walk right out. This is a normal occurrence in bathrooms. And women, the same thing. Because a lot of women, we all think that they're clean, but some women are dirty as well. There are some, yeah, I'm going to get on to that a lot. You know, men typically think, oh, women are clean this. No, the women are just as equally as nasty as men sometimes. Right. But I think and that it's funny. don't argue with me about it. Argue with your mama, but don't argue, <laughs> argue with, with me. your mom. But I think that um, it's funny how we looked at germaphobes, or at least some people did. They looked at germaphobes as people that are weird. It's like, why don't you like to shake people's hand? Like, why are you so afraid of germs and stuff? And now the germaphobes are the ones that are like, now, now who's laughing? They have the last laugh because they've exactly. been living. Exactly. They've been living a social distance life. Like, they don't shake people's hands. They're afraid of germs. And maybe we should always have been more conscious of germs and spreading of diseases. I mean, were y'all not? I mean, some people weren't, I be, but I mean, like, we, we should have taken a more active role in thinking about what we're touching when it comes to the doorknob, when it comes to the table that we set out during class and stuff like that. I know for me, like, growing up, we always had, like, cleaning products in our house. So when the coronavirus hit, it wasn't, like, extreme for us not to have, like, you know, we had, like, cleaning products, clearly, 
But we were doing this during a move. We were moving during the when coronavirus was getting real hot. Like when it's a real hot topic, we were moving during it. Mm. And so everybody was just like, oh my God, we have to run to the store and go buy up all the bleach and cleaning oh my stuff. God. Yeah. And that and what the fuck was up with the tissue? Yeah, the What was that? It's it's crazy. It's it's annoying. And you know, Jared, I... another thing it's another thing that I think <laughs> that is gonna change is the jobs that people will be, you know, careful about doing. Servers, especially. Because servers mm-hmm. rely on tips. That's how they make their income. And a lot of them are not working because all the restaurants are closed. And y'all know me, notoriously, I don't believe in tipping. I don't think that it's fair uh, for oh. us to pay more than our meal. We pay for a meal, and anything else is extra at that point. And we shouldn't be, you know, servers shouldn't be mad at people for not tipping. You should be mad about the capitalistic system that is allowing that to happen. Why is it okay to pay your worker $2 and expect me to pay the rest of your bill? Pay your workers what they're owed. Stop being greedy. That's what capitalism is. Like, what is your deal on tipping? Because I feel like since you've worked in the service industry, you might have a different opinion. I think tipping is something that you must do. Why? I definitely believe in tipping. Justin, okay, so when I was, I wasn't a, I was a cabana waiter. If y'all know about Hawaiian Falls, I, that was my first job. And I was it's a, a water waiter. park. Yeah, it's a water park. So we used to have something called cabanas and you would get a waiter. I'm waiting on you and I'm getting your food. I'm ordering your food. I'm getting, like, you know, I'm service. I'm basically offering a service like i'm helping you get your food faster i'm bringing out your food exactly your drinks jared you're naming your job description that is your job okay yes but i also didn't get paid two dollars an hour well yeah you got a lot of money i was gonna (laughs) pay seven dollars an hour well that's that's (laughs) like well at that time i think maybe that was a minimum wage yeah it was minimum wage and we weren't really at a restaurant so that was another part about it but Mm -hmm. no i feel like if this person is it's pretty much they're waiting on you. This person is waiting on you. They're going to give you. Now, if you're not giving me good service, I'm not going to tip you. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. And people feel like, oh, well, just because they're waiting on you, you still need to tip them. No. No. If you're being rude and nasty, you're not getting a tip out of me. Okay. Not even a dollar. I'm so serious. Because I remember one time this lady thought, I don't know what well, it was a man, but I don't know what he thought about <laughs> us. But um, I guess they thought we were going to, like, dine and dash or not be responsible or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so they, this guy was just really rude to us. But you know what? My friend Deja actually talked about this. Um, that happened when I was, like, young. But she was talking about how her family went out to eat. And the waiter, she overheard the manager tell the waiter, um, watch out for them because they might try to dine and dash. Mm. Excuse me? As soon as I would have heard that, I would have came unglued. But her family still tipped the man. And treated no. him so well. Well, that's so trash. I think that tipping, I think that this is where tipping should come from. Their job is to wait on us. That's their job. Yes, the job might be annoying. Yes, the job might be long. Yes, the job might be hard. But that's the job that they signed up for. I'm not going to feel sympathy for you for doing a job that you agreed to do. Why should I feel sorry for you when that's what you signed up for? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I think that we should pay for the meal. If your if your service was exquisite, if you've never received service like that ever in your life and you want to give a little extra, I think that's when you can tip. But I think tipping has become this social thing where people want to see who has more money so in addition to your meal that you're paying for people are like oh i always tip them at least 50 percent they work so hard like they do that like to prove how much money they have like your social status um is based on how much money that you tip whenever you eat you know what i mean i never thought of it like that but um i mean i guess i could see where you're coming from Mm mm-hmm like, that's what but, I noticed. Like, people are always like, oh, I don't, I, minimum, I leave 40%. It's the right thing to do. Like, shut up. Uh, like, it's not dude. the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to pay them a livable wage or a regular wage, and then we wouldn't have to deal with that. But I feel like only broke people complain about tipping. I'll just say that. The people with money have no And you complaining. Yeah. You know, I am, and I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I think that like people that have money don't care about tipping, but the people that care about tipping are the people that are broke. You know what, Justin? I mean, mm, I guess, but the thing about it is I'm going to tip no matter what. If you're um, mm-hmm. 
Because the thing is, even though, yeah, maybe they should get paid more, the, the, the truth of it, they're not getting paid more. They're not. Mm-hmm. So we can wish and hope that they get paid more, but guess what? It probably won't happen. So guess what? I'm going to tip because I can only imagine how I would feel if somebody came through here and didn't tip me. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here working hard, doing as uh, what's her name Do- said, cook and clean and wash yeah, everything. Yeah, but you're, you're not getting my point. You're signing up for that job. Yes, the job might suck, but you're the one that signed up for it. So why should you expect somebody else to pay more of your salary when you're signing up for two dollars an hour or however, however We're much not- that you're signing up for? Because Justin, we all know that we need to tip. It, I mean, it's just something that we know we need to do. No, but do. that's that's an American thing. You're ingrained into this capitalistic society that is brainwashing you that tipping is just something that people should do. It's not. It's part of capitalism. By tipping, you're making those big corporations more money. Like they're making more money because you are the ones that are paying their workers instead of them. That's not how this system should work. If you are a big business, you can afford to pay your workers. Why it on us to pay their bill i get what you're saying i I mean i'm seeing where you're coming from but i'm still gonna tip justin (laughs) and the brainwashing will continue the fact that you call me brainwashed no the fact that you call me brainwashed how am i brainwashed no, okay. it's because I just said basically everything what's that's wrong with capitalism and you're still going with the norm of it's normal and it should be okay to tip. I mean, what else do you expect me to do just not to tip? Yeah. Well, okay. No, you, you can tip. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jared, what I'm trying to say is that acknowledge what you're doing. Don't get so ingrained in this system without questioning what we what you do on a day-to-day basis. I think that oftentimes in life, we go through life without questioning what we do. Question, why is it that I'm paying more for my meal than what I should be paying for? And why do I see that as okay? Take a look back. In other countries, some countries, they don't even tip. They see a tip as an insult. You're paying for your meal, and that's it. And that's how it should be. Hold on. What do they see a tip as an insult at? I don't, I, I don't know, like certain countries, but they see it as like, you know, a stripper or something like, oh, you're tipping them. That's why they see Well, you better disrespect them. me then. Go ahead, tip me. <laughs> Insult me, please. Oh my God. Let's move on to the next topic. So one of the things that I think will also change is um, people will feel more anxiety about being in public spaces. And I think that also, you know, wearing masks when you're sick will also be more normalized because have you heard of Hong Kong market? Yes. Hong Kong market is like a big, you know, Asian market. And I go there sometimes. And sometimes, you know, before this whole coronavirus thing, I would see like some Asian men and women wear masks when they're sick. And I would always be like, hmm, I wonder why they do that. But I guess it's like a courteous thing in their culture or some Asian cultures to wear a mask if you're a little bit under the weather or something like that. And I think that's going to become more normalized. I mean, yeah, it definitely will. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I I know at my job right now, a lot of stuff is handled like people don't have to come in and do stuff, and mm. we deliver their cars to them. Wow, it's super weird. Okay, that's that's a good thing to say because I think that what you said um, is like bringing me to one of the things that I wrote down. One of the predictions that I have for how the world will change after this whole coronavirus thing is a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And they're not going to lose their jobs mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. a bad worker. They're going to lose their job to automation. When this whole coronavirus happened, a lot of businesses were, you know, struggling and thinking, man, if I don't have Joe there anymore, how am I supposed to stay, sustain my business? So they found methods to get that same production without people being there. So I think my prediction is that a lot of these companies are going to be questioning why am I pay, paying Suzanne and Polly Sue when I can pay a robot or not even pay a robot when I can just get a robot to do their job for them? You know what I mean? Exactly. No, seriously. And a lot of people are about to like some people that are like, oh, I'm laid off now. Oh, well, you're probably not going to go back to your job either, because guess what? <laughs> They're going to figure out a way to make it work without you. Yeah, and that's sad. And that's something that Andrew Yang, who is a um, presidential candidate that dropped out, he was saying that automation is the things that are taking is the thing that's taking people's jobs. It's not Hispanics that are climbing over the border to come here. It's robots that are taking people's jobs. You know, that's what the future is. 
as we continue like advancing with technology, that's going to be the norm. So a lot of these people that have jobs that can be replaced with a robot will be out of the job. And that's like in the far, far future. But I think with Corona, just what I'm trying to say is that a lot of these corporations will figure out how to get the same production without having to pay somebody. And that's going to be a sad effect of this whole, you know, epidemic. Yeah. And then you know what? Me and my friend were talking. Oh, sorry. Were you done? No, I was done. Okay. So me and my friend were talking. You know, like stuff like going to the nail salon, that's going to be totally different as well. Really? Well, explain that because I'm not familiar with the nail salon. I saw the sketch and it was just like they're going to have this big old plexiglass thing mm. above the tub where they do your toes. Mm-hmm. And like they're going to have like this. And when you get your fingers done, I don't know what the job be calling that. Your toe. I, yeah, when you get your fingers done. They're going to have, like, this big old plexiglass thing in front of you again and a little slot where you can put in your fingers. Wow. I was like, wait, what? Are y'all serious right now? Well, that's, that's wild. That is wild. That is wild, and that's interesting. That's all of the above. That's going to be, like, a lot of these businesses that are dealing with people specifically. There's going to be more barriers put in place to protect both the consumer or the customer and the person that's working. And that, you know, Jerry, that leads into one of the things that I was going to say is that, You know how, like, at grocery stores, I went to Walmart today, and they had somebody that was wiping down all the grocery carts before Mm -hmm. you used it. And then they also also had Purell dispensers and, you know, wet wipes to wipe down your hands and stuff. Because the bum trying to touch you. Yes, a couple wet wipes in in case a bum try and touch me. Ew. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Yeah, that was what I was seeing in Walmart. So what I think is... You know, grocery stores are one of the dirtiest places. So my question is, why hasn't that always been done? Why do we care about, you know, our health and eliminating germs from carts when everybody's getting sick rather than preparing for that in the first place? You know what I mean? We we didn't care at first, Justin. Yeah. We didn't care at first. It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of, it's sad when you think about it. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So now we care. Our new reality. And another thing that I saw, um, you know how there's cashiers? They now put a whole, like, plexiglass screen in front of the... Yeah, you noticed that too, right? I was going to speak about that because they had that at Costco. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, wow. And then they have a little slot where you can put in your debit card and put in your little PIN number. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Yeah, but my thing is that I think stuff like that should have always been in place, you know? Why are you wearing gloves to touch the groceries? Shouldn't you have always been doing that? Because that's one thing we don't think about. Whenever, I know it's in the past now, whenever there used to be a cashier that used to bag your groceries, they are bagging it with their bare hands. Think about them. Think about that. Did they go to the restroom and not wash their hands? They're handling your groceries, and then you go home touch it, get in your car, and then you're eating that same food product. And we never thought about that. They were never wearing gloves, and that wasn't, you know, expected out of them, but now they are. Right. And, you know, they have that little sign that says, all employees must wash hands. They weren't doing that shit. They thought of it as a suggestion. (laughs) They really did. They really did. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. At Costco, I know when you're walking in, they well, when you're walking out, they ask, do you want hand sanitizer now? Oh, really? Yeah, like they have the person there who's been like, hand sanitizer. Okay, love to I'm see like, it. <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine that being your job? Like, oh, damn, <laughs> I gotta go back out here and ask all these fucking assholes, do they want some fucking hand sanitizer? Hey, some of the listeners might have that job, so let's be careful what we say before before they come after us and say, I actually have that job, and to hear y'all making fun of that is just... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, would, I really wouldn't mind doing it at Costco, though, because Costco pays good. Right, like 15 an hour. Man, would you like some fucking hand sanitizer? I would love that. <laughs> You'd be the first one to do it. And probably well, I well. sure would. Sure would. Um, Jared, another thing that I wrote down is that people are going to prepare for disasters better now. The reason why I say that, this mm-hmm. coronavirus kind of came out of nowhere for those that weren't following it back when we were hearing about it in December and January. And I think that everybody should always have a savings account or a disaster account because things always go bad in life. Your tire goes flat. You need to get a spare. Um your dishwasher stops working, your fridge stops working. These things, you know, come out of nowhere. Nobody expects these things to happen, but it does. And I think that when this coronavirus happened, a lot of people that weren't saving, a lot of people that didn't have a disaster fund, they were really cut out and they were, you know, struggling because 
they had no other source of income because they weren't saving and preparing for a rainy day. That is true. I, I definitely do believe that. But I remember one of my friends saying, how are we supposed to save with, you know, $12 an hour? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's a good question. That's that a good is question. a good question. And that could that lead is. into something else. I think that maybe people will reconsider the careers that they're going for. Maybe they're going to, like, go for careers that, in you know, in the case of an emergency, they're not going to be the ones to lose their jobs. They're not going to be the servers that all the restaurants are shut down. Now what, they, what do they do for a source of income? And the thing is, the government ain't it. That's another thing that we're learning is that the government ain't it. 1200 is certainly not enough to provide for the people that you're trying to provide for, whether that's yourself, whether that's your family, your kids. You know, the government ain't it sometimes, you know? Right, but then I also have a question. How do we get this money and we're in so much debt, allegedly? They probably had something like a disaster fund in, like, somewhere that they were able to pull from. No, it's funny. The, the, the government just creates money out of anywhere. Nobody questions, you know, the amount of money that we spend on the military. But when it comes to helping the American people, the people that make up, you know, our country, you know, everybody's like, no, 1200 is too much. They're stingy about writing a check for the people. But y'all want to fund the military so they can fund endless wars and other things. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make True. sense at all. You know, I was actually shocked that I got a stimulus. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was actually really shocked because I owe. I mean, I don't think that matters. I think as long as you filed a tax return, you will get one regardless of whether whatever status you have with Uncle Sam. <laughs> well, turn up because I did like seeing my stimulus. Um, did I need it? To be honest, Justin, mm-hmm. it just sits, I just put it right in my savings. So I know they're like, oh, we're supposed to put it back into the economy and whatnot. No, it's going to sit in my savings. Well, there's really nothing to even put it into because the restaurants are closed. Some of them are closed. The ones that do drive through and delivery are are open. But, you know, whatever. But um, what what else? Did you have something to add? I did want to speak on it. Why were y'all so happy about $1,200? I'm not going to shame anybody. I think that money is money. Help is help. So I'm not going to shame anybody for, you know, being excited about $1,200. Imagine if you're walking down the street and you saw $1,200. You would be happy. Or imagine if you won a scratch off for $1,200. You would be happy. So why are you clowning somebody for being happy for getting a little extra money in their pocket? I I mean, yes, it was great to have. But, like, I don't think I was happy because that's my rent. Like, literally, <laughs> that is... <laughs> Like, literally, I was not happy about it. I was like, $1,200? I mean, of course, anybody is happy about $1,200. I mean, it's not free, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But we're happy about the $1,200. But, like, some of y'all were acting like straight-up clowns. Really? Yeah, like, I'm not even going to be like, I'm not here to shame anybody. No, some of y'all were being a bit ridiculous with it. Like, that one lady was like, ha-ha, bet y'all wish y'all was fucking married because $1,200... what did they say? If you're married, you um you get twelve hundred dollars or something like that. Or twenty four hundred. Yeah, twenty four hundred. Yeah, sorry, they get twenty four hundred dollars. And I was just like, why are y'all so like? I'm like, do y'all literally we're gonna pay that back? I don't know how, but pretty much it's. That's true. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. But, Twelve. That brings together what I was saying. Twelve hundred is nothing. That's your month's rent. So how is exactly. somebody with a, a family of three supposed to pay for groceries, pay for everything else with just that small amount of money? Exactly. So I'm not really saying it to clown anyone, but it was just like it really wasn't that much. I mean, for some body, it probably helped them. But for from what I know, like me and some of my friends, that's literally our rent. That's not even all my rent. I still have to mm. come up a little bit more money. Right. But it's just like I. I mean, yes. Thank God I have it. I'm happy. But damn, y'all was just acting so inhumane about it. <laughs> I don't like, care. I, like, to me, let, let people be happy, but that's nothing to celebrate because our government could give people way more than exactly, 1200 Exactly. If anything, so y'all my, should, instead of protesting for, you know, um, social distance Sarah, because there was a protest protesting in support of her, y'all I should be protesting. That. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But y'all should be protesting, you know, the fact that 1200 is not enough. Like, exactly. That's it's not enough. So, like, my point isn't to clown anyone, but it was just like, y'all were really making me sick. Like, right. I was, at, like, I literally feel like, okay, so 
I mean, maybe one day I'll, God forbid I'll ever, like, you know, be in a pickle and then I didn't have any way to pay my rent. I mean, yeah, it's there, but still, I haven't even paid. That doesn't include electricity. That doesn't include water, mm-hmm. trash. So we still right. Have, so there's more. Yeah. There's more expenses that have to be paid regardless of rent. Rent is just basic necessity, but there's other things that are just as important that exactly. twelve hundred will not cover. And speaking exactly. of things that um, are not enough or are not doing enough. Celebrities. I think this coronavirus, what I'm seeing in the future is people are going to realize that celebrities ain't it. Why are you asking us to donate when y'all are so rich? Why are y'all hosting telethons asking the people to donate when y'all have so much money? That's dumb. I hate that. And don't give to the Red Cross and all these other organizations that we don't know what they're doing with the money. Because I remember Haiti when that whole, you know, not hurricane, uh, earthquake happened. Um, Apparently, Mm -hmm. like a lot of that money that people were giving it didn't go where it was needed so i have questions for you know those big organizations that are meant to provide aid to people in desperate need yeah same show me where it's actually going show me the receipts <laughs> literally show me the receipts like where, where what are we putting this towards what is it going uh like that is such a true statement justin i never thought about that yeah hmm. Yeah. Do you know they were talking about these people in prison and they're like, we need to get them out? And I'm like, uh. Okay, see? I don't know how to feel about that. It's these um, liberals. It's these liberals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like if you kill several people, maybe we shouldn't be letting them out just because of the coronavirus. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That could be a whole pod topic in itself with how prisoners are treated. If you did something bad, do you deserve like to be treated like trash since you were trash in the real world? Or should you be treated like a human because you are human? You know, like, which is it? Because I feel like if you are a murderer, you took the life of somebody else. So why should I then coddle you and give you a good life in prison when the person that you killed can enjoy can't enjoy anything? Right. True. I do feel that. I do feel that. That's probably a discussion for another day. But what else did you have on your list of things that will change after this whole coronavirus ends? Let me go see. I think that was pretty much it. I feel like I covered everything. Okay. One of the things that I wrote down... Oh, okay. Um, You know how schools are going online and they're transitioning to an online platform because, you know, obviously people can't be in class. That, I think, is going to be the new wave. I think that colleges are going to be rethinking how they do business and how they operate. Is it just as, you know, fruitful for them to do online classes or in-person classes? Yeah, that is true. I do feel that. But the thing is, even our students that were already online, now I just feel like since we're going to move online, so our online class is going to be cheaper. They should be because I feel like, Part of what you're paying for is that experience of connecting with people and connecting with the professor. It's different connecting to them online in the virtual world than it is in real life and establishing those connections. In addition, I think that also colleges make money from like the dorms and stuff. So maybe they won't actually transition to an online thing because they want more people to live on campus. That way they can pay thousands of dollars to live there. True. And you know, a lot of colleges right now are like doing refunds and stuff. Oh, that's good. Like, um, because, what was it? Um, since they're not using, like, a lot of the stuff, like, they're not using the transportation anymore to get to campus. Mm-hmm. We're not using the rec anymore. Yeah, they're, like, giving back refunds. I mean, it's, like, what, $100, $200 or something like that. It's but something. It helps. It's, not, it's, money, it's money saved. Mm-hmm. It's money it's that money I spent saved. that I want back because it's my money and I need it now. Exactly. So, okay, the last thing that I think I wrote down was that I think that after this whole coronavirus ends, I think people will have a deeper respect for nurses, doctors, anybody that's fighting the front lines of this war against corona. I think people are going to respect them more because it takes a special type of person to, one, be a doctor and be a nurse. And it takes a special type of person to, you know, knowingly put themselves in harm's way in order to make somebody feel better. So I think that a lot of people are going to respect doctors and nurses more because they're the ones dying because just because they're a doctor or a nurse that doesn't make them immune from getting the virus at all like they're still just as susceptible but their job is to help people that are sick so 
I think people will respect them more and maybe people will give them hazard pay because I don't know if nurses are getting hazard pay, which is like a bonus, I guess, for, you know, working with Corona. I don't know, but I heard a lot of places. I mean, some places are offering um, hazard pay, 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 excuse me, and some places aren't. So it just mm. depends. It really just depends on what, what you're doing and where you're working at. Yeah, but, but I think that's amazing that they're getting hazard pay. That's a great idea, of course. I know. Wants to, you could bring this home to your children, your wife, your husband. Don't nobody want to do that. Mm-hmm. Because they had they had the nurses out there. Had your wife, had your husband, had your kid, or what was it? I just butchered that so bad. It was had your kid, had your wife, and had your husband. Because the coronavirus taking everybody out here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they did a TikTok like that. They did. Oh, I'm asking. Sorry. I was oh, like, no. wow. Um, I came up with that off the spot. Oh, well, that was a good one. Thank I you. I like that one. You. <laughs> um, you know what I'm tired of hearing, though? Can y'all what? stop saying that coronavirus came from 5G waves? That's what I heard. Please. We talked about that on the conspiracy episode, that a lot of people think that 5G is causing that. Honestly, yeah. Maybe that can be one of the things that we can predict for what's going to happen after Corona. A lot of people are going to be believing more conspiracies about everything in general now, because a lot of people think the Chinese did it on purpose. Some people think that, you know, the government, you know, has a cure, but they're hiding it. You know, there's all these conspiracies that exist. And I think it's all of this is going on with quarantine is going to make everything worse. It really is. And people just want answers. So they're going to listen to anybody right now. Right. Even Trump, drink bleach and inject yeah, yourself, yeah. Inject mm-hmm. yourself with uh, Lysol or whatever. Yep, exactly. But that lady, did y'all see that lady that was talking about it, though? Did y'all talk about her on that web, on that pod, I mean, no, on that episode? I'm not sure. Explain. That one lady that was like, um, do you think the coronavirus is co- really coming from da-da-da? No, it's coming from 5G wa- waves that are <laughs> entering our brains. I was like, girl. You don't even look like a doctor. She looked like she worked at the Honey Bunches of Oaks plant. <laughs> and she got mad and she stole the phone. And she's just like, let me post this. Because her PPE wasn't even correct. Like really? her hair was hanging. Yeah, her hair was hanging out her little net. Um, it was just a lot that didn't look right. So I was just like, I don't know where she works, but it is clearly not in a, a facility that really dealing with the coronavirus like you know she's not a nurse she's not a doctor she's not any kind of healthcare professional what she is is a conspiracy theorist let's just leave it at that what she is is an asshole she needs to (laughs) shut up because you're making people scared I'm dead. Yeah, hysteria. Because that's one thing that's going to change forever. And I think also mm-hmm. the movie industry is going to be affected too because Netflix was already winning. The Academy was afraid of Netflix taking over and people staying home instead of going to the theaters. I think that's something that's going to continue. I think the movie industry is going to continue to suffer because I don't like going to the movies. The movies, it's expensive, you know? All the people talking and crunching on their popcorn and yes. spilling drinks. Uh-huh. Like, it's noisy. And then yeah. it's hard for... I, with my ADD, it's hard for me to sit in one spot for two hours with no break and you know watch no, something but same i literally hate going to the movies i won't go i'd rather just watch something at home but you know what what was i about to say Ugh, i hate that i left my brain damn was it about movie theaters and how netflix is winning because I think that Netflix is going to continue to win because a lot of people are like, you know, what is the point of me spending so much money to see one movie? Like, when when what I'm paying in a month to see unlimited movies is what I'm spending at the movies to see one movie. Yeah, Like, how does that make sense? Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't. But then you also know, like, they have, like, all these new movies that are coming out. They're putting them, like, um, on Disney Plus already, Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. So you just can rent them off of there. So there's that too. Yeah, that's that's gonna change as well. And social gatherings will change. Do you think that? Do you honestly think that when they say that things will go back to normal, that things will go back to normal? What was ever normal though? That's true. I mean, I, normal. <laughs> the, I mean, normal in the sense of people will act just like they were acting prior to Corona. Like everybody will be dapping each other up. People will be going to sporting events without fearing about people coughing and germs and stuff like that. Do you think that it'll go back to where what it was before? Honestly, I don't think so. I think there's always going to be that element of oh, you know, we still need to be more cautious about this and keep a you know, eye on that. So I don't think everything will just ever go back to just being to what it 
actually truly was, but we will be okay. Like everything's going to be okay. That's what we hope. That's what we hope. Because they say that even in the fall, there might be a surge of new cases and even worse than what we're experiencing um, now. So Yeah, that's flu season. So I'm actually not shocked by that. Yeah, we, there definitely will be. Yeah, it's sad. And it, it's, it just sucks because the people that aren't, you know, taking this seriously are going to be part of the reason why if there's a surge in the fall, it's, it might be even worse than what we're going through now. So, oh, we hate to see it. We hate to see it. We absolutely hate to say it, but you know, it's okay. It is okay. We we'll hopefully get will this. get through it. Yeah, we will. I feel like we will. I really do. I have hope. I do. Hope in some loose change. Wasn't that Obama's slogan? <laughs> it was. <sighs> if you know, you know. Oh. Oh, know. that was sh- that was some shade. It might have flew over some of the listeners' head, but if y'all know, y'all know exactly what I meant. But um, yeah, that's ah! basically what. Yeah, you, I, said it. I said what I said. Woo! I said wow. what I said. But basically, that's what we wanted to, you know, talk about on this episode. We want to talk about, like, how we think the world is going to change. Because personally, I think that the world will never be the same. That might sound overdramatic. And y'all are like, Justin, chill out. Like, things will go back to normal. I don't know if it will. I truly don't know if it will. Um, You know, hey, it, it's up there right now. So, are we can do well let me tell y'all this stop going to church not telling you y'all like stop going stop to church. or start stop because i mean if you i mean not like ugh, that sounded bad let me rephrase what i'm saying real quick the Please reason why do. i'm saying <laughs> the reason why i'm saying stop going to church because some churches are still open right now. So do not go to church, y'all. Jared, don't even get me on a rant. Because I think that that's... I feel like churches, some churches, I'm not going to speak for all of them, operate like capitalistic businesses. Like they care about money and they will open, they will do everything in their power to make things go to normal. That way they can can continue making money. And a lot of people are afraid to have that discussion about churches. And I will on a future episode. But I think that... It's greed. That's what it is. They want y'all's what is it? What is it called? The, they want your pocket offerings. Books. Yeah, oh, they want yes. your offerings. Like that's that's. There's no other reason. Or they're they're manipulating people into thinking that God will cure your corona. No, He won't. No, He won't. Right. So don't be going to pray. Watch the podcast from church. Don't be walking in that church house during all this. Yeah. Come on like, now. And stop your grandmas from going because y'all know how your grandmas get. <laughs> my grandma over here freaking out. I'm like, Granny, just calm down. We're gonna but I be think okay. That's, we will be okay. But I think that's a genuine discussion to have about church. People, there's people, especially older people that you know are very religious. They think that you know a church is one of the safest places that you can go to. That there's no way you can get a virus in Jesus's house or whatever. You know. And yeah, that's just we shouldn't be thinking like that. I mean, yes. Growing up, a church, my grandma said that church is the safest place. But honestly, you can get shot in a church now. So let's be honest, y'all. Yeah. That's let's, a sad thing to say, but it's true. So it is. There is. You know, being in church won't protect you from the virus. Just everybody be smart, be safe, you know, continue to look at the news. Don't look at fake news. Don't believe these conspiracies. You know, be smart and hopefully things will go back to normal. And hopefully the predictions that we made, the bad ones at least, hopefully those don't come true. But I guess only time will tell about how the world will transition now that things are starting to open up a little bit. That is true, Justin. That is true. Yeah. Just hang in there, America. Hang in there, America. America. No, not that one now, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Too far. Jared, Jared, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Yes. You know, it's always a pleasure. I always love coming back to the, uh, you know, the Polar Opposite podcast. Yes. It's one of my top five favorite things to do besides drinking. Yes. Same. same. And brunch. Brunch is up there, too. Thank you. No, but it means a lot. Thank you for joining me. Like, we got to hear the perspective from a Nigerian. We got to hear the perspective from an African-American. We love different perspectives on this podcast, but it's always a pleasure having you on the show. So if you guys want to follow me, feel free to follow me. Um, My social media is linked in the description. Follow the podcast page as well. Like, y'all don't feel, you know, afraid to follow me. I love talking to you guys and connecting to you guys. So definitely feel free to follow me or any of my guests 
this because I linked their stuff, you know, in the description. But yeah, y'all stay safe. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It means so much to me. So yeah, if you want to further a discussion, reach out to me and we can, you know, go back and forth. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys learned something new. That's always my goal for each episode. Jared, any last words before we close out the show? No, not really. Cook at <laughs> home, guys. Just cook from home. Don't yeah. be ordering food. Um, you know what? Yeah, I actually, you know, I've been cooking from home lately and I've been enjoying it. So Yes, the meals might not look that appetizing, but certainly I'm sure they taste good. Justin, go all the way to hell. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it for this episode. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Be safe. Wash your hands. Close your mouth or close. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. Y'all and close safe. your legs. <laughs> close your legs to married men. Close your legs to married men. Excuse you heard me? me? Close your legs to married men. <laughs> yes. In the words of Nene, legs close your legs to married men. Ooh. Y'all, thank you for listening. As usual, I will catch you every Wednesday. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Bye, guys.